Welcome to episode 48, The Truth About Wisdom, Biblically Speaking. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on Facebook or Twitter and the topics such as wisdom, Roe v. Wade, the gender pay gap, or gun control comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please take a moment and scroll down on the podcast page and give it a five-star rating. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com. The easiest way to stay up to date on the podcast is to subscribe to it on iTunes or Google Play Music. It's also available on Stitcher, Spotify, and podbean.com. The YouTube channel has been recently updated to include topic-specific playlists ranging from abortion to the Constitution to economics and Christian apologetics. Check it out. Finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. When I wrote my first book, The Termite Effect, which outlined common mistakes made by business owners and how to fix them, I realized that much of what passes as modern-day self-help originates in the Bible, a large percentage of which can be found in the book of Proverbs. I decided to tackle the book of Proverbs using the often prescribed chapter-a-day-for-a-month reading method. Unfortunately, I found myself drowning. Even at that seemingly reasonable pace, the content was simply too much to absorb and meditate on in a single session. Those of you who have read Proverbs can probably relate as the advice and maxims and adages are often presented in a rapid-fire fashion, one after the other. Because of the daunting nature of the content, I decided to mount what I called the Proverbs Project, which resulted in a book by that same name. The goal of the project was to bring the content of Proverbs to life in a manner in which the average person could easily consume and apply it to their life. I modeled this approach after Stephen K. Scott's book, The Greatest Words Ever Spoken, in which he took the words spoken by Jesus and presented them topically. I found it fascinating to read his words grouped in this manner. My verse-by-verse journey took me well over a year. My goal was to identify a theme for each of the 900 verses. I eventually identified 150 themes, which were then grouped into nine general categories. These nine categories became the chapters of the book. For assistance identifying the themes, I utilized three translations of the Bible, the New International Version, the New American Standard, and the Message. Along with those translations, I also consulted the Moody Bible Commentary and the English Standard Study Bible. The format in which the information is presented is consistent throughout the book. First, I present a brief synopsis of each verse drawn from the three translations and the two study Bibles. Directly below that synopsis is the full NIV verse for your reference. If you like what you hear, if you like what you hear in the next two episodes, check out the book. A link is available on the show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com. It's available in paperback and in numerous ebook formats. You can also join the conversation on Facebook where I share one verse per day at facebook.com forward slash Brodoff Proverbs. So here's a quick synopsis of the book of Proverbs. Authorship is largely attributed to King Solomon, who was the son of King David. Solomon is thought to have been the richest and wisest man ever to live. As the story is told in 1 Kings chapter 3, God appeared to Solomon in a dream and said, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon responded in part, Give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. In other words, he asked God for wisdom. The Lord responded, I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. In writing the book of Proverbs, King Solomon shared with us his God-given wisdom. 
In addition to Proverbs, King Solomon is the author of two other Old Testament books, Ecclesiastes and the Song of Solomon. While his reign as king only lasted 40 years, he left us with a treasure trove of wisdom and advice hidden in plain sight. I separate the content into two episodes. The one you're listening to covers most of the wisdom-related topics presented in the book of Proverbs, including advice, discernment, knowledge, planning, and prudence. In episode number 49, I'm going to walk you through Solomon's insightful explanation of how wisdom is applied by different types of people, namely the fool, the mocker, and the simple. So let's get started. So what does the book of Proverbs teach us about wisdom? Well, wisdom can be acquired over time and accumulated. We're not born wise. It should be sought after and pursued. It provides security and protection. The wise basically make better decisions and avoid regrettable situations. You see that in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 6 through 9. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Wisdom is easily attainable, available to everyone, freely given, and is often depicted as a woman calling out in the public square for all of us to hear, such as in verse 1, chapters 20 and 21, which reads, Out in the open, wisdom calls out. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. Wisdom is more valuable than gold and silver, better than wealth, and better than physical strength. As chapter 16, verse 16 says, How much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver? Wisdom is imparted through discipline, a foundational ingredient for a successful life, like honey. Wisdom requires humility, patience, fear of the Lord, diligence, that we must listen and we purge pride. Wisdom breeds humility. It's knowledge. We, it will save you. It yields patience and can protect you. As, verse 20, as chapter 22, verse 22 explains, One who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. Wisdom is hated by fools and mockers, as we'll see in episode 49. Likely a lot of that makes sense intuitively. For example, wisdom is depicted as something that can be acquired or accumulated. After all, we're not born wise. You likely agree if you have ever watched a toddler or a kindergarten class for more than five minutes, compare their behavior to that of your average responsible adult. As we go through life, we have the opportunity to acquire and accumulate wisdom. No one ever complains about having too much. It's not one of those too much of a good thing things. It's like a garden. If your harvest is plentiful, you give some away. Or think of wisdom as your body's gas tank. When you're running low, you pull up to the wisdom station and fill up. You drive off and use the wisdom to take you where you need to go. And when you feel like you're running low, you head back to the station for more. After all, wisdom is plentiful. As Proverbs chapters 1 through 9 make abundantly clear, we are surrounded by it. It's available to all of us. Like the woman yelling in the public square that I mentioned. It's in the conversations you have. Sometimes it's contained within the conversations you overhear. It's in the social media sites that you visit, the books you read, in the media, in your entertainment, and in the Bible, of course. Wisdom is everywhere and it's free. So what does the book of Proverbs say about the wise? Well, God honors the wise. The wise find security by trusting the Lord. They seek knowledge and wisdom and are able to enjoy the benefits that the accumulation of wisdom brings. It's like a crown. The wise spread their wisdom to others who benefit, while the foolish simply have nothing to offer. The wise avoid evil and wrongdoing. They are slow to speak and are good listeners. They are humble. They have the gift of discernment, as we'll talk about in a few minutes. They learn from constructive criticism, and they learn from mistakes of others. 
You may have heard the expression, you can tell a lot about someone by the friends they keep. Its origin is likely from Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise, for the companion of fools suffers harm. You become like those with whom you associate, in other words. This is another verse that might explain the behavior of parents when it comes to their children's friends. They do not want their children to become a companion of fools. How do the wise approach advice, counsel, and instruction? Well, one of the recurring themes in Proverbs is the wise are not only willing to take advice and accept instruction, but they actively seek and incorporate it into their daily lives. By internalizing the advice of others, they become much better decision makers and avoid potentially regrettable situations. The wise are teachable and humble. They know that they do not have all the answers and therefore seek the advice of others and accept constructive criticism. On the other hand, fools allow pride to blind them into thinking that they do not need to listen to anyone but themselves. Finally, while the wise are willing to take and seek advice from others, they are careful to whom they listen. They avoid fools, they avoid the wicked, and those who lack moral character. As chapter 12 verse 15 says, the way of the fool seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. See, the fool knows everything and listens to no one. They do not need to take advice or seek counsel from others. In contrast, the wise person not only listens to advice, but proactively seeks it. As chapter 13 verse 10 says, Where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Pride is often the source of conflict as the proud tend not to seek the advice of others and think they are always right. Meanwhile, the wise have a humble spirit that listens first and is willing to accept good counsel, and they avoid quarrels. Chapter 13, verse 13, whoever scorns instruction will pay for it, but whoever respects a command is rewarded. Depending on the translation, this verse seems to refer to instruction and advice in general, or God's word specifically. Ignore or disrespect both at your own peril, or be rewarded for heeding and respecting them. How do the wise or unwise deal with correction? The book of Proverbs directs us to humbly accept correction and or constructive criticism. The wise are willing to listen and accept correction. Those who refuse, the mockers, the scoffers, the know-it-alls will suffer. If you are unfamiliar with these terms or they seem old-fashioned, I encourage you to listen to the next episode where I will walk you through the book of Proverbs handling of these folks, the simple, the mocker, and the naive. As chapter 15 verse 12 indicates, mockers, scoffers, and know-it-alls do not like to be corrected. Quote, mockers resent correction, so they avoid the wise, end quote. It's almost as if they know they are being destructive to themselves, and yet they avoid those who might help straighten their paths. The next benefit of wisdom described in the book of Proverbs is discernment. See, one of the benefits of the accumulation of wisdom and knowledge is discernment. You become more perceptive and observant. You display good judgment and become a better listener. Chapter 2, verses 9-11 through 11 says this, Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you." End quote. In other words, wisdom helps you discern right from wrong, provides you with a moral compass, and helps you make better decisions. The discretion and understanding that you obtain from wisdom will serve as protection. Chapter 17, verse 24 says, A discerning person keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. The discerning person is receptive to the lessons provided by wisdom. However, the fool, who has no interest in attaining it, allows their eyes and interests to wander. Proverbs makes a clear call for discipline and often combines the willingness to take advice with this call. The wise understand the importance of and are receptive to discipline. They understand that wisdom is imparted through discipline and self-control. 
Not only do fools reject wisdom, but they reject discipline as well because they lack self-control. Pride, lack of self-control, and lack of discipline leaves you vulnerable to foolish behavior and poor decisions. Here are some of my favorite verses on discipline. Chapter 12, verse 1. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. Chapter 13, verse 18. Whoever disregards discipline comes to poverty and shame, but whoever heeds correction is honored. Chapter 15, verse 5. A fool spurns a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. Chapter 23, verse 13 and 14. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish them with a rod, they will not die. Punish them with the rod and save them from death. From just those few verses, we learn that the wise are lifelong learners and they understand the importance of discipline. They also display humility when faced with their mistakes. They accept constructive criticism because they know, through it, they will grow wiser. Those that refuse or disregard discipline will suffer shame and poverty. And again, the fool play comes into play here. Because the fool hates wisdom, he rejects discipline and instruction. His pride and arrogance prevent him from accepting it. Whereas the wise are open to constructive criticism over their mistakes, the fool never acknowledges making them to begin with and remains foolish. And finally, parental discipline is clearly an important and relevant feature of wisdom. Disciplining your children does not hurt them. Firm discipline might actually save the child in the long run. It will help with their character development. Parents who guide and discipline their children will reap the reward of peace and comfort. In many ways, knowledge is presented interchangeably with wisdom. The wise seek knowledge just like wisdom. They accumulate it just like wisdom. The fool avoids both altogether. Like wisdom, knowledge is presented as more valuable than wealth, gold, and jewels. The wise are humble dispensers of their knowledge. They are not know-it-alls. Chapter 12, verse 23 says, The prudent keep their knowledge to themselves, but the fool's heart blurts out folly. We all know people like the fool described in that verse. Everyone who is exposed to such people think the same thing. Why doesn't this guy ever shut up? He doesn't know what he's talking about, yet he keeps on talking. Chapter 18, verse 15 says, The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. The wise are eager to seek and acquire knowledge. They are always learning. Chapter 20, verse 15 says, Gold there is and rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. In other words, wisdom is better than wealth. Wisdom and knowledge are rarer and more valuable than gold and jewels. It's more appealing to have lips of knowledge than to be covered in jewels. Another result of wisdom is diligence or planning and the ability to prioritize. The imprudent or lazy do not look to the future and plan ahead. Proverbs requires that we balance the need to plan with the recognition that God is ultimately in control of our lives. Chapter 19 verse 21 makes this point loud and clear. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Chapter 10, verse 5, offers an example of diligence and planning ahead. He who gathers crops in the summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. Chapter 21, verse 20, describes how the wise are prudent with their resources. They conserve, save, and accumulate, while the fool consumes, wastes, and squanders. This is applicable to many parts of our lives. The verse reads, The wise store up choice food in olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. Chapter 24, verse 27 expounds on the virtues of prioritizing your work when it says, Put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. After that, build your house. In other words, first things first. Do whatever is most important first, then move on to the next task. In this case, it'd be foolish to spend time building your house without first ensuring that you could feed your family. 
The last category covered under the general umbrella of wisdom is prudence or the prudent. In many respects, the prudent and the wise or prudence and wisdom are interchangeable, similar to the way knowledge is discussed. In Proverbs, prudence is presented almost as a precondition to the acquisition of wisdom and knowledge. Without prudence, you would not be receptive to the gift of wisdom. The prudent are humble. The prudent will be rewarded with wisdom or knowledge. One of the most powerful proverbs on prudence comes in chapter 22, verse 3. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. As Pastor Andy Stanley says, quote, A prudent person is someone who understands life is connected, that today's decisions have implications for tomorrow's realities. Prudent people understand that what we do today is a good indication of how we will behave tomorrow. While naive people tend to review events and decisions in isolation, the prudent person assumes a connection. The prudent person knows the best indicator of her future behavior is her past behavior. Here are a few of my favorite verses from Proverbs on this topic. Chapter 14, verse 18 says, The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. In other words, those who choose to be simple or naive, those who ignore wisdom, will continue to inherit foolishness, while the prudent will be rewarded, honored, and crowned with wisdom and knowledge. Chapter 15, verse 24, the path of life leads upward for the prudent to keep them from going down to the realm of the dead. So this verse seems to be a reference to heaven and hell, with the prudent always moving forward or upward towards heaven and staying away from hell, the realm of the dead. And finally, chapter 16, verse 22 says, Prudence is a foundation of life to the prudent, but folly brings punishment to the fools. In other words, the acquisition and use of knowledge and wisdom can bring one a good life. Fools will always suffer at their own hands. So the concept of wisdom has always intrigued me, especially after writing the Proverbs Project. It got me thinking of a world where everyone, or at least the majority of us, took advantage of the free gift of wisdom. Just imagine... Imagine a household, a church, a town, a city, a country, or a world driven by the pursuit of an application of wisdom. What would that look like? Instead of breaking up a marriage, you listen to your spouse and seek resolution of your issues. Instead of going into debt, you spend less and give generously. Instead of participating in sexually immoral behavior, you show restraint and build strong relationships. Instead of cheating, lying, or stealing, you choose a different, honorable path. Instead of nations going to war, it's wise leaders find alternatives or stop agitating their adversaries. Instead of being a lazy parent and allowing your children to get away with everything, you choose to discipline them. The employment of wisdom may not be easy, but it brings success, satisfaction, and peace of mind. As you can imagine, I'm only scratching the surface with what I covered in this episode. After all, there are over 900 verses in the book of Proverbs. But if you enjoyed this content, Check out my book, The Proverbs Project. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and in a host of ebook formats. Check out the episode show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com, or you can just Google the words The Proverbs Project. You can also join The Proverbs Project conversation online at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Proverbs. Every day I post one verse along with its translation and explanation. And as always, please join the TruthQuest conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.